Welcome in. You are listening to a very special episode of the Keep the Change podcast today because we have got one of the most disruptive humans in New Zealand in the studio, James Fuller, the CEO and co-founder of Henry with no E. Firstly, mate, who the fuck do you think you are coming into the accounting industry, my industry, and disrupting the whole joint with innovation and now becoming the biggest accountant in the country without being a chartered accountant. I feel so offended. Oh, you should. You should. I, it's a good intro. I'll get yeah, myself, actually. No, I mean, look, the, the industry's been ripe for a change for, for a long time. You know, we're all the way back from like 10, 15 years ago. The, the thing that's always angered me, particularly when I've looked at this industry, is for years you've got incredibly smart people that go through three, four, five years of tertiary study to get their CA, to get their CPA, whatever the qualification is. And then they come out of it. And the first thing they do is they end up in an accounting firm where they get all of the clients that nobody else wants. And they get the shoebox full of receipts because, you know, that's what the partners did 30 years ago is they cut their teeth Mm. on the clients nobody wants. And it's this rite of passage. And you look at it and go, these are smart people. And yet they're all having to sit there and do jobs that can be automated. And whilst, you know, we didn't set out to automate the industry, you know, we've certainly had that effect on people, which is coming in and going, there is a better way of doing this that is actually about taking all the jobs that really machines should be doing and going, these are the bits that humans need to do and these are the bit that machines need to do. It's that simple. Awesome, mate. Well, we're going to do two podcasts. So in the first one, we're going to dive into a little bit of the the what, the how, how long, what uh, the journey's been like and how this can solve problems for a lot of this audience which would be wanting to make a bit of extra income but don't know how to do the accounting side of things and don't necessarily need an accountant and in the second episode we're going to dive into some of the realities of going from an idea to start up to then disrupting an entire industry scaling into australia as well um, and whether you get any sleep or not so we'll, <laughs> we'll reveal that in the second one but firstly mate I just want to there's a bit of a saying these days of uh, men giving other men their flowers and I want to say that you know I've always been really impressed with your journey of where you've taken Henry as an accountant watching from the outside because I don't feel threatened by it but I can see a lot of people do in my industry um, I reached out to you at one stage and was telling you about some of the stuff that I was doing around helping people if they were getting started with business. And you said to me, oh, I'll send you over a demo of Henry. And I was thinking, okay, he's going to send me a link to you know, uh, uh, FAQ that they've built. And you made a personalized video like walking around it. And I'm thinking, this is the CEO. <laughs> Either they've got a lot of spare time or this man gets shit done. And then I actually said this to my partner the other day. Then you posted something on LinkedIn, I commented and you said, we need to catch up. And I was like, let's do a podcast so we can flesh out some value. And you, I emailed across and within like five minutes, we've got a time locked in to do a podcast. And I think like high performers can see other high performers or just people that get shit done. And it's so refreshing uh, to see that stuff. And then to back it up again, the three Pete, you're emailing me on Sunday, being like, hey mate, looking forward to these podcasts. Let's have a think about podcast number two and in my mind I'm thinking this is a man that's planning out his week on a Sunday (laughs) is that correct yeah yeah I I think so I mean I think that 
you know, it goes hand in hand with with the customers that we serve, right? You look at sole traders, it is not a nine to five job. And that doesn't mean that you're working a 60 hour week, but that means that you're probably going to work flexibly. You're Mm. probably working on your own terms because you're self-employed. And we take that same approach with it. You know, it's not about, I wasn't working Sunday morning because it was my seventh day of working and I was like trying to cram in the hours. It was like, actually, that is a time when it's like optimal to get things done. So it's more about planning my week around actually when is the ideal time to to do stuff so that I can take Thursday afternoon, go pick up my kids from school. You know, that's the thing that's important is it's like normal working pattern for me is actually spread as opposed to crammed into five days, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, mate. So let's dive back to sort of the, the what is Henry? Because there'll be some people that probably haven't come across Henry, a little bit unsure by the stage why I'm swearing at you, then why I'm patting you on the back and what's going on. <laughs> it was a great intro. <laughs> yeah. What does Henry do? So Henry is an all-in-one accounting service for sole traders. Uh, so effectively, it combines together all of your uh, all of your payments, uh, all of your accountancy, all of your software into one pay-as-you-go package. So we always talk about Henry being three things. Number one, um, every Henry user gets a unique account to get their uh, self-employed income paid into. And every time they get paid, we automate, automatically calculate, deduct, and pay the right amount, all their taxes. That's income tax, GST, student loan, ACC. So they're always up to date on their taxes. Um, We're also their accountant. So we're one of the country's largest accountant, if not the largest accountant in the country, um, which means we represent them to IRD and ACC. We file all their tax returns for them, all the things that your your standard accountant does. Um, So that's number one, payments, compliance, all taken care of. Number two is we have our own proprietary software. Uh, We don't call it accounting software because accounting software is really dull. It's like right-sized tools for the self-employed. So that's your invoicing, your expenses, your financial planning, go and pull reports out of it, go get a loan or a mortgage. Um, It's really important to sole traders that they have the right-sized tools and it's not about spending hours doing reconciliations, that kind of stuff. That's all automated. Um, And then the third thing is the service element of what we do. So we have real humans locally that you can book a time to speak to, or you can jump in and raise a chat in in our live chat on our app. And you can ask anything from technical support to tax questions to claim uh, things around expense claims and those sorts of things. And it's a really important thing for us that, you know, we're not faceless SaaS software. We're actually, we've got humans there that you can speak to who are there to basically help you be more successful as a sole trader. Wicked. How many people are using Henry now? In New Zealand, uh, in terms of in terms of uh, users on the platform, uh, well, between Australia and New Zealand, it's in the hundreds of thousands now. Hundreds of so thousands. So it's uh, we, we, like we we're saying earlier, like we'll take on more new sole trader clients in a day than most traditional accountancies would in an entire year. I've got about a hundred clients made at Next Advisor, and I tell you what, sometimes you're like, "Fuck, I think it's too many." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's I mean, that's the benefit of technology, right? Is because we're not asking the customer to do all the work, you know, like reconciliation. That was the thing I couldn't understand when I was back when I was self-employed. I couldn't understand why I was doing all the work and I was paying for it. You know, I was the one who was feeding and watering this accounting software. Whereas when you let the technology do its thing and when all the reconciliation is automated and the conversations you can have with your clients are far more about that value add, which is actually about, you know, how do you help people make sure they're getting the right value from the work that they're doing? How do you help talk to them about managing their client relationships as opposed to being the kind of nagging voice on the shoulder that just goes, hey, you know, you need to pay this by this time or have you done X, Y, and Z? Yeah. So that's the why behind how all of this started as such and why it started? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Claire and I, so my wife and I started the business in, in 2017. We were both uh, contractors. Um, 
Claire was working in, uh, in government. I was doing a lot of work in uh, in user experience. Um, I'm a sort of former software developer, so I was doing a lot of work in in banking. And um, yeah, we were just really uh, frustrated by never knowing how much money was ours. You know, yeah. when you're, you know, we we did the the same journey that a lot of people do, which is you you sort of fall into self employment. Uh, you decide you probably need to find an accountant. You find a mate of yours who's an accountant, and you know, poor Gareth, who I played hockey with, he became our accountant probably reluctantly because we were probably his lowest value clients. Yeah. Um, and it's the same story every time, which is. We got needlessly set up as a company. Uh, we got told to put a third of our income away to cover the tax. And I remember having the conversation with Gareth and I go, mate, what is my actual tax rate right now? And he'd say, I have no idea. He goes, I've got to wait until the end of the year. And then we do the totaling up. And more often than not, we'd get to the end of the year and I'd have money left over. And I'd sit there and go, we've got a young family. We've got two young kids. And I was like, that's a, a holiday with the family. That's us and the girls going away to, to Fiji for the amount of money that we're keeping away needlessly in an account. And yeah, it's earning me 50 bucks of interest every couple of months, but that's nothing compared to the amount of admin I'm taking on myself. Yeah. So we made a spreadsheet to make our lives easier. We're like, look, we'll just track our own tax rate. We'll work out how much we owe. And then we know how much we've actually got to spend. And um, yeah, we kind of did that for a little while and, and didn't even think of making a business out of it until we had a couple of friends come out of salaried work. And they said to us, you guys have been self-employed for a little while. This is painful. How do you deal with it? So we gave them the spreadsheets. And then they told some friends who told some friends. And this was early 2017. We sat there and said, do you know what? Maybe we've got something here. Maybe... Mm. Maybe we're not the idiots. Maybe actually this is a problem that we can solve. And, and that was the sort of genesis for Henry is how do we kind of democratize self-employment? How do we make it easy for people to go and earn independently, but all the while having the confidence that they're always paid up, that they know where they're at and they're always compliant? I think some old data, 71% of businesses have zero um, staff effectively you've probably got more accurate data than, than oh, it's what still, I It's still that but number. That, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we, we, it's the kind of generally... Uh, when we go and do research out in the market, it's about 70% of what government and banks call small business. 70% are sole traders. They have no staff. And, you know, that is everything from gig workers to freelancers, tradies, health and wellness workers, real estate, white collar contractors, you name it. There are sole traders out there that are all struggling with this same problem, which is I want to do the work. I don't want to have to think about the tax. And I guess for some context for people listening, because you purely look after sole traders, right? Correct. And did you, you looked both ways there. Have we got some news coming at some stage? Not quite yet. Oh, no, no. Yet. Nothing, nothing, you, nothing. Now you are coming for my clients. No, no, you're all good. <laughs> Do you know what, though? What's interesting is a lot of people assume we're going that way, but that's a real, it's a complex market. It You'll is. know this. And yeah. the gray area is is, is pretty huge. So, yeah. no, it's, uh, I, I always I always look at it as like, never say never. It's mm. a thing that I'd love to do, but Right now, when you look at the lion's share of where stuff is, the lion's share is in sole trader. And, you know, we as a business, the value for us is working directly with those sole traders, just making their lives easier and, and helping them to be successful. Yeah, cool. Because uh, when people start a business, what I see is that they think they need to register a business. And what they think that means is then getting a company and then they get a company and all of a sudden there's a whole new language of dividends and shareholder current accounts and imputation credits and all these things yeah, where they're yeah. like, whoa, yeah. I definitely need an accountant. This is scary as shit. But most people that say want to make an extra 20 or 30 grand a year, let's just say, or even 10, but they have no way to invoice, but they can go and mow all of their cul-de-sacs lawns, for instance. You know, They can use Henry as a sole trader. That is a business. Yep. 
and they can send invoices to Bob at number 11, George at 13, and Susan at 15, and ping them an invoice, get paid, and all of the tax is paid. Yeah. And it goes against, um, well, goes to the IRD, and then at the end of the financial year, you'd help them do a tax return or probably yeah. be automated. Yeah. Yep. And, it's all, and they're all paid up. So it's that idea that, you know, it's such an antiquated thing that you, as a self-employed person, you would get to the end of the year and have this like crescendo of your year is this anxiety around tax and income tax returns, or even if you're GST re registered, the sort of frequency with which you have to mm. feel that anxiety. Whereas for us, it's very much about how do we enable people to go mow, not just that cul-de-sac's lawns, but to have the confidence to go to the next cul-de-sac and the next one and not feel like they're going to get overwhelmed by the paperwork. Yeah. And nothing typifies this more than one of our one of our customers down south, one of our earliest customers, who is an absolute legend. He started off doing uh, photography on the side alongside his salary job just to make ends meet. He's got a young child. And, uh, and he started doing kind of a bit of wedding photography here and there. And then as he grew in confidence because he didn't have a mountain of paperwork to do every Sunday because he was using Henry to get stuff done. He realized he had other abilities to diversify his income streams. So he actually set up a photo booth at a local mall and he would do portraits. Now, if you imagine you're doing, I don't know, 20 bucks a pop and you've got people coming in, you maybe do like 20 in a day with any normal kind of sort of accounting software structure, you'd be drowning in paperwork, reminders mm. and everything else. But because Henry has inbuilt online payments, he was literally able to take payment at source while doing these uh, these portraits. And he managed to grow his business. And it was one of the biggest, what I would say is what our proudest moment for Claire and I is that this guy started off as a sole trader doing a side hustle, built it into a very successful photography business. And then he graduated after a few years out of Henry because he required a company structure. He wanted to take on salaried staff. He was going to have uh, inventory. He was going to take on business loans and these kind of things. And it was a really proud moment for us to, to say, look, now he can go and transition to a company structure with all the, the, the knowledge. Granted, that's in the minority in terms of people kind of needing to graduate. But it's almost that thing of traditionally people have been pushed into into a company structure unnecessarily because of some kind of pretend idea that there's some kind of protection involved. Mm -hmm. Whereas actually what we all know is that's that's bullshit. That's the traditional accounting industry just trying to bleed more money out of you. And <laughs> I just love giving people that insight of like, you know what, company structures are great, but here's the point that they become relevant. And before that, you can trade as a sole trader. You can be registered for GST. You can claim business expenses and you can just eliminate a whole extra layer of hassle from your life. Yeah. It's been funny over this last few years as we've grown in Next Advisory with the types of clients that we're taking on, I would try and find somebody to refer on some of the sole traders that mm. we couldn't service. And now I'm like, oh, brilliant. I've got the solution. You can go to here. And, here. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but we want an accountant. I'm like, well, they are. They're the biggest one in yeah. New Zealand. It's fine. Everyone, like people are using them. It's going to yeah, be okay. Yeah. But it's such an interesting thing because people have in their head and it's a, it, they've got a, and obviously not with, with Next Advisory, but they have a, a, a kind of love-hate relationship with it, right? Which is that I spoke to a friend of mine once and he said, uh, he said, yeah, but like Henry's awesome, but I've got this old school accountant and he'll buy me a coffee every few months. And, you know, at Christmas, he sends me a bottle of champagne. And I said, how much are you spending month on month? And he was one of these, you know, I'm spending two, three hundred dollars a month or whatever. Yeah. And I said, you realize you're paying for the coffee. Like, yeah. you know, he's not buying that at the goodness of his heart. He's taking a small slice of what you're giving him and he's buying you a coffee with it. And he's basically, you know, he's making a mug out of you and yeah. you're still paying and you're doing all this stuff. And I said, you would, and you know, we've got a great calculator on our, on our website where you can chuck in 
what kind of work you do, uh, whether you're GST registered, how much you're currently paying for an accountant plus software, and it will calculate out how much you'll actually save by using Henry. And when you, wow. you sum up people's personal effort plus all the cash outlay that they're spending, and then even it factors in using current interest rates, how much they would have uh, been able to clip on interest if they didn't pay their tax straight away, uh. calculates the whole thing out. And the average saving is like 1500 bucks a year. Wow. And it's like, that's how much sole traders are being overcharged because it is crazy. You know, and this is just people putting in how much they're actually paying at the moment. And mm -hmm. with Henry being a pay-as-you-go service and it's capped at 1500 bucks a year, these are people who are spending in excess of $3,000 just on compliance, you know, and they're not getting any advisory out of this. This is just to stay ahead of the tax man. All right. So the fees are capped at $1,500 for the year. Yeah. So if you earn over 150K, you never pay more than the cap. So we've got yeah. some folks who are in, I mean, at the, at the extreme end of the spectrum, we've got some some folks in uh, in forestry. And man, I, I honestly, we're in the wrong industry because these folks will invoice twice a year and one invoice is like 300K. Wow. And so, but obviously big lead time to build up to that. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of overheads and things, but, um, but yeah, these, these folks will hit our fee cap in like the first two months of the year. And then the rest of the year, they just pay nothing for the service, but they get full use of it, full invoicing, full use of the team. We don't do that thing where you only get like small amounts of invoices. Then you have to pay. It's literally yeah, yeah. your, your 1% fee just gets you unlimited use. Sheesh. Cause a decent zero subscription these days, um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, does anyone at zero <laughs> is getting pretty expensive. You know, well, they just raise their prices again. Yeah. So, again, again again we we're trying to work out the other day i think it's like 17 price rises in in like five or six years or something yeah. it's uh but this is the thing and that's just your software and mm, yeah. i think often you know and i was talking about this uh we had a board meeting earlier and i was talking about this with some of our other directors which is because we are a a, a tech related company that's in the accounting industry that came out of wellington a lot of people look at it and go oh henry must just be zero for sole traders and and one of the things that we really try and get across to people is like software is just one piece of the puzzle. You know, we've got all of the payments, all the tax filings, all of the actual accountancy services, all the time saved, not to mention early next year, we're bringing out our visa debit card. So yeah. that's already live in Australia at the moment, which is just, it's game changing for people. Cause you know, forget about bank feeds and manual reconciliation and categorization. You literally just go and put your business expenses on your Henry card and it automatically sends you a push notification. You scan a copy of the receipt, the time, bin the receipt, it's gone. You know, and we have this, we, we had this idea, this vision when we started out down that road of, you know, eliminating the shoebox full of receipts. And so the card is the icing on the cake because it just automates all of your expense claims. Um, and that's just, it's huge for people that kind of saving, not just, you know, that shoebox of, of hell that people have, but literally the time spent trying to think about that stuff. The mental overhead yeah. is huge. When I first started in accounting, mate, I would get the box of receipts from a client and I would input those transactions or match them up to the bank statement and I but I would enter the bank transaction type it in to yep. the accounting software and then be like oh yeah entertainment stationary because it was at paper plus receipt equals same amount yep. and then I would get to the bottom of the bank statement closing balance should be negative $256 oh god it's not what have I missed oh I've put the one around the three because I'm actually yeah. hung over from bloody Saturday still and it's now Tuesday afternoon and basically I'm like wow I'm a this is not very valuable job no. um, for, for all the study the that thing I did is, valuable mind in a not very valuable job and this is the thing if you free people and it's like our sole traders if you free people to forget about having to think about tax and all of the pain that comes along with that 
the possibilities of what they can do. And, and particularly, you know, we're looking at, you know, recessive economy, we're looking, and we had the same thing during COVID where people are naturally incredibly resilient and mm -hmm. they will sit there and say, I need to make some money on the side or I need to, you know, I've, I've been laid off from a salary job. What am I going to do with my career? And people go, I'm going to earn independently. And now we're seeing huge amounts of people who want to earn independently and not because they're trying to build an enterprise. Not everyone's trying to have a tech startup. These are folks who are midwives or they're graphic designers or they're plumbers. Yep. And they're going, look, I just want to go out and earn. And this is the thing. Smart people are being forced in a traditional sense. They've been forced to basically be software monkeys that sit there and like, sitting there and coding in on the Sunday night. And that's become the norm of like mm. two hours of admin on a Sunday. You're like nobody wants to do that. You know, no one wants to sit there and code in their receipts, but they have to. Mm. And then Henry comes along and they go, do you know what I'm going to do with my Sunday? I'm going to spend time with my kids or I'm going to do what I want to do rather than being a slave to what someone else tells me I have to do. Wicked. Okay. So fees, just to go back a bit, fees 1% on per, per invoice is that right yeah so it's one percent so because you're using your henry account to receive all your self-employed income it's one yeah. percent on the the money comes the into your, your account yeah cool and then capped at 1500 okay and then so uh people some people might not understand so in business you can claim your expenses so say you are um pete's lawn mowing and you're doing your cul-de-sac then you're going to get 100 bucks per set of lawns thing you, that you do but you're going to be able to claim some costs the petrol input into the lawnmower for instance or the power to do the um the electric lawnmower whatever it is that you're doing you might have to repair the chainsaw because you smash it into some iron or something and you have your income from doing the lawns and the other gardening services then you have your expenses so you minus those off and then you have your profit and that's what you pay tax on so henry allows people to claim those expenses too by telling you guys what those expenses are, right? Yeah, or buying it on a Henry card. Yeah. And so we so we know both sides account. of thing, right? We know how much they're earning because it comes through their Henry account and then we know how much they're spending. And we use that to work out the exact right rate for all of their different taxes and then we pay them straight away. So that what you get in your pocket is yours to keep or spend or save or do whatever you want with. And the, you know, the, the analogy we always use is if you go out and you buy... I don't know, $20 worth of petrol on the Monday, and then you earn $100 on the Tuesday, you're only going to get taxed on the net of the two. And that's how, if you imagine at the end of the financial year, that's how most of the time people are working stuff out. They go, here's the total of all of my income for the year, and here's the total of all of my expenses. This is how much tax I should have kept aside to pay. But imagine you're doing that every day, every hour, and in the background, it's working out exactly what your correct tax is. And if you earn a little bit more, it's going to make sure you get topped up to what you need to have paid. And if you earn a little bit less, your tax rates are going to go down. But you always know that you're up to date, which means you get to the end of the year and it's no surprises. There's no yeah. bills. There's no nothing. You file your tax return through our through ourselves as an accountant, and then you're not going to get a bill. You're not going to sit there and be you know staring down the barrel of a massive amount of residual tax to be paying. Yeah, nice. So then the the card, like how's that going to work? So that just automates the expenses. So at the moment, expenses, people snap a photo of the receipt in order to, uh, to get their expenses into Henry. But we found that people really wanted just an automated way of getting that receipt data in. So the card means if I'm a if I'm a tradie, I can go down to Bunnings, I go and buy a whole bunch of wood timber for a job that I'm doing. Uh, I use my Henry card to pay at the till. Henry app sends me a push notification. I take out the receipt, snap a photo of it, and I'm done. Expense nice. gets claimed behind the scenes. Tax offset happens automatically. You can bin that receipt on the way back to the ute and never have to think about it. And you know that the next time that you get paid, Henry is taking into account all of those expenses that you've purchased to make sure that your tax rate is exactly right. 
Epic. And so ASB are going to build that, like, or they're your partner for that? Uh, we have a no. We have an Australian partner called Novati. Oh. They're an ASX listed agency. They're a Visa scheme partner. So oh, nice. basically, it's a partnership between Visa, Novati, and ourselves. But yeah, in New Zealand, ASB is our primary banking partner. Yeah, because every new Henry customer gets a new specific gets a, gets a unique gets a unique ASB account. Yeah. yeah, and that's where people pay the money into. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the. That me as the user, I don't see the full amount. I see it once the tax is gone. You see after tax. So if you imagine, and what's really interesting, we've got a whole subset of our users who think so little about it. Like you imagine if you go and get a salary job, right? And the first time you get a new job, you get a payslip. You open that payslip because you want to see what the tax is. And then maybe the second time you get a payslip, you open that. And then the third, fourth, fifth time, you just don't open it. You're like, I know what it is because I know mm. the tax is right and I don't have to think about it. This is what that does for self-employed people is that mm. every time they get paid, first couple of pays you get through Henry, yep, you have a look, oh, cool, you know, paid my student loan, paid my ACC, paid my income tax. But then by the fifth, sixth, seventh pay, you just don't even bother looking because you're like, I know they've got this, I know it's going to be right and I just don't have to think about it. Yeah, and important piece, if people are earning income on the side of their uh, empl uh, employment income, so PAY salary, mm. need to be telling Henry what that is, right? So that you know the total level of income or can you pull that data we from We pull ID? that from IRD. So oh, as your tax agent, better. we just grab it all from IRD. So actually what we do is when people first get paid, we grab all of their data from IRD and we say, here's what IRD's got on you, not just PAYE and uh, other income like dividends, but we also do a health check for every customer where we send them uh, a report that says, here are your, if you have any outstanding balances or returns for... ACC, income tax, and GST. And then we say, what do you want to do with them? If you've got outstanding balances, we can help set up payment plans. If you've got outstanding returns, we can help get them filed for you. So it's, it's something we we don't talk about. I've been speaking to our marketing team. I'm like, guys, you've got to tell people we do this. Like yeah. it's Henry's best kept secret is that we do a health check on every single customer so that you know what you've got in the, you know, in what you've got to pay, what you've got to mm. outstanding returns on. And then we help you get you back on track. And it's, nice. I'm like, guys, you've got to talk about this more. I'm like, there's all these like hidden gems that we do. We're so busy telling people to never think about tax again. We're like, <laughs> no, tell people about this. It's awesome. You need to know about it. You know, it's one of those things that people get and they go, man, this is amazing. Like I didn't even really, and it's totally just part of the, part of the price. Yeah. You know, you get this health check for free. And I think in the background as well, you can set up where you want, say, some of your investments to go so you can kick some money over to Shearsies, for instance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that stuff's really popular. Like, again, you talk about good financial outcomes for the self-employed. People, uh, self-employed people and KiwiSaver is just such a hot topic because it's the thing that everyone forgets about, which is making voluntary contributions to KiwiSaver when you're self-employed. So we built this whole feature called Allocations where you can set up uh, payment plans so that every time you get paid, you can put... 5% into your KiwiSaver and 2% into your sharesies or 3% into your Hatch account, whatever it's going to be. And every time you get paid, whether it's you know $100 or $10, that same percentage just goes in and just keeps topping up. And it's all about yeah. building good financial habits, you know, and just making sure that people set and forget a bunch of this stuff so that they plan for their financial future. What's it like for yourself and Claire sitting down at a random lunch, having a, a vino or something when you get some time away from the kids and thinking... And now in 2023, as we go into 2024, holy shit, this started as a spreadsheet. It was <laughs> <laughs> just some automated calculations because yeah. you were pissed off to look at what you've been able to build. What's that like? Do you guys have convos about that every now and then? It's most of the most of the week <laughs> when we get a spare moment where, uh, you know, there's so many surreal things that, that happen where, you know, like we're just we're just ticking over sort of something crazy like two billion dollars of annualized payments uh and we found out the other day we're contributing pretty much one percent of the entirety of new zealand's tax revenue comes through henry Shit. and you have these moments and you go 
Do you remember that time when everything was manual, where we copied and pasted into internet banking in 2017? And, and now we'll do like in one day between Australia and New Zealand, we'll do like $20 million coming through and being yeah. paid out automatically. And, you know, it, what really hits home is actually more the people side of it. When, when you talk to customers and like when you're sitting down having that vino and because I have uh, no ability to dress myself beyond wearing my own merch, uh, yeah. you know, you'll be sat there and you know, someone will come up and say, oh, are you guys from Henry? And, you know, I'm a Henry customer. I've been using you for a couple of years and just can't thank you enough. It's like, it's changed my life. Like, that's what really hits yeah. home is like when random people come up and say that it's made such an impact on them. And, you know, like, because the numbers cease to make all sense when you start talking about the numbers of customers, the size of payments. But for every real life interaction, you know, we went to a, my, my eight-year-old had a, a friend's birthday party the other day. And uh, I think someone saw us, saw me in my Henry hoodie because I just wear that religiously because it's so comfortable. Yeah. And um, and they were like, oh, they said to the guy who's who's uh, uh, who's uh, the host. They said, oh, have you got some guys who work work at Henry here? And he said, yeah, we've got both the founders are here. And he goes, man, I love that. He goes, I work at MB. I refer all of the contractors to Henry. It's so good. And the guy's like, do you want to come in and say hello? And he's like, no, 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 no. That's all right. Just leave <laughs> he's them to famous. It. He's too famous. <laughs> no, but it's like it's just that random thing. It's like I just love. And both yeah. Claire and I are so committed to the difference this can make for people. That's what really matters mm. to us is when you see how happy people are from going from traditional ways of doing things and all your cash coding on a on a weekend and your shoebox full of sadness to yeah. suddenly getting this thing when people are like, I love this. This is like game changing and life changing for me. That's what really hits home. Yeah, I had two messages yesterday to pass on to you, mate. One was basically um, tell him that it's made my life so much easier. <laughs> and then the other one was tell him it's too cheap. <laughs> so there you go mate i'll leave I, that with you and the product of the marketing team yeah too, right? yeah okay okay yeah. well i you know what i i love that because back in the day when we didn't have as full a feature set people were a bit like oh it's you know it's, it's quite it's quite expensive but now you look at what you get with like built-in online payments you've got the card at no extra cost you've got everything done for you and people are going like it's too cheap and that's the point when i go perfect that's what yeah. you want is people to go it's too good to be true and you go nope actually is true it's there and it's really cost effective for everyone Uh, i'm going to get into some questions that people have asked from the instagram community but firstly i'm going to get greedy and go first myself because it's just made me think about that what's it been like balancing kind of going from nothing to building something pretty big to i'm sure you've had moments where it's like people are pounding down your inbox they just ring you out of the blue and and you need to do business with them and we're doing this over here so you know you guys should be looking at that i'm sure you've had some of those what's that been like trying to um be laser focused into what you guys are doing Mm. and sort of go like hey cool what you're doing and right you're probably quite a big name or whatever Mm. i'm sure you've had some of those moments does that make (laughs) does that sound yeah it, it comes up and i think we're we always say that, you know, we're never short of opportunity. We're just short of capacity. And there's so much stuff that we would just love to do. But almost the the larger we've got and the more that we've got on, we've had to get more and more focused. And we mm. had to say, you know, we've got, what, 105 staff now between Australia and New Zealand. And you look at it and go, you can't do what we used to do when we were three people in a room where you're like, cool, well, we'll take 20% of the business away and, and you know, think about this for a week because it's just such a, a diversion of everyone's time. So yeah. you have to be so careful particularly again, the size that we are, like the kind of stuff where Claire and I will mention something in passing and someone will just go away and do it. You're like, yeah. no, no, that was just an idea. That was yeah. just like, I was just <laughs> one of the 16. And, <laughs> and so, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to try to maintain that focus and go, actually, what is the, what's the North star that we're really going for here? There's so much stuff that we could be doing, but primarily we always come back to that mantra of whatever we're doing, are we making our customers' lives easier? 
And that's it. That's the only thing we go for. So the only opportunities we take up are things that we'll look at and go, does it make their lives easier? And if it doesn't, or if it's something just purely selfish for us, more often than not, we just don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Righto. Let's jump into some of these, mate. I was almost going to ask a part two, then I might stop being greedy. Okay. Um, someone says, just as a comment, big picture stuff. I bet he has juicy stats. So we could maybe look at some stats, but maybe we'll do that in part two of some of the things you've uncovered. Um, this is a good, good one. How much are you looking, or sorry, how much are you using AI or looking to use AI in your product? Oh, it's a great question. And it's coming up so much. So uh, I was... Uh, well, it's interesting. I actually got invited to a uh, to one of the events run by Cairns and was lucky enough to get invited into the, the lion's den to go and Shit. speak about some of this stuff, which actually counted towards the attendees' professional development, <laughs> which I've just got to say, I just love that. The fact that you can like disrupt an industry and then people come and hear you and they can count it towards their, their CBD. PD. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a question that came up there as well. And one of the things that we've had a look at is the fact that right now the technology is great in terms of uh, you know giving you a starting point for things. But if you try and run an AI model over people's financial situation and then you try and build like a conversational AI that can answer customers' questions, it just isn't accurate enough. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you know, that's not any kind of uh, slight at our team. It's literally the technology is not good enough because it's only as good as the prompt that you give it. Yeah. But normal human beings do not ask questions like they're prompting an AI. They no. come in and they, they, you know, there's a certain amount of interpretation and anyone in the industry will know this, that one person is maybe asking one question, but you know they're asking another. You can see where they're going. Whereas an AI can't do that. It can't interpret in that way yet. And so what it does is goes, here's what I think you're looking for. And so we use a bunch of AI stuff behind the scenes, but nothing for customer facing, nothing when it comes to our customers' financial situation, because we cannot get it wrong. That's the whole yeah. thing. Like there's so much trust with our customers. And, you know, we see people out there talking about um, using AI to, to kind of work through X, Y, and Z tax return piece. And even when you look at it, if you imagine you're a tradie and we get these a bunch in that tradies will go to, they go to a petrol station, they can't get a fuel receipt or whatever. And they go, this is all fuel. And if you look at the line items, there's like Can't 40 mother. bucks of ciggies. There's, yeah. there's all sorts that's going on there. And if you're, when AI looks at that and goes, oh yeah, that seems like that's within the bounds of the thresholds of whatever's allowed, et cetera, et cetera. It's, there's too much room for interpretation. And the thing that we can't have is uh, someone gets to the end of the year and someone like IRD picks through and goes, I want to see this receipt here, there and everywhere. And they've got like 40 bucks worth of, of smokes mm. on there. And it's, you know, you can't leave that stuff to chance. So Yes, AI, it's fantastic, great for a starting point for a bunch of stuff, good for internal usage. We had our team actually, uh, we we trained an AI model on the IRD website so that we can ask it questions and it will come back with what IID says on their website, which is oh. quite cool. But um, we don't we don't expose customers to that stuff. It's just yeah. not worth the risk. Yeah, it's interesting. I had a client last week who said that they were going to get some business lending and all they asked me was, what's your advice? And I'm like... Okay, I know that that's not actually what they're asking, but if yeah. I interpreted it as it, it would basically be like, at a high level, you should be aware that yeah. a business loan could lead to this and the interest rates are, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. answer it like like AI. But I'm like, guys, I'll call you. I'm like, what's the real question? Yeah. Like, what are you yeah, trying yeah. to achieve? What do you need this business lending for? What are you actually asking me? Totally. And then it's like a six-minute conversation, yeah. basically. But similarly, client recently asked me the difference between a finance lease and an operating lease. And I'm like, I've done this as a podcast three times. I've got a <laughs> blog on it. And I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm not going to pull one of my own resources. I'm going to use AI to mm. help me craft the 
a summary of the response here mm. and here you go guys this is what you need to think about depending on which way you which way you go so yeah fascinating space for sure especially in the accounting space hopefully it um blows all of us out of a job and in time and i don't know what i'll do with my life but i have to figure it out uh the next one here says can they do an affiliate program for content creators their marketing team have zero interest in it so maybe some feedback for you there mate people, people want to sell your product for you yeah. uh, that's and that's an interesting one we i think it's probably more the case that our marketing team hasn't crystallized how exactly we want to do it yeah. so lots of in internal conversations about doing that whether that's with individuals or other businesses uh yeah it's a real it's a really interesting model there's also a whole part, bunch of it comes down to risk as well right because if you imagine uh how i describe the service or how any of our staff describe the service it's very like we're very well polished in how we do it and the danger with being able to say hey anyone can go and say anything they need to in order to convert someone to this yeah. service you know, whilst I have no doubt that the people who'd go and sell it would be very well versed at doing that, all it takes is someone to say, yes, they can do that, or yeah, absolutely. And the reputational damage is ours, not not theirs, because people will turn up at us and say, oh, hey, this third party said that you could do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, Whoa. And you're like no, we, we don't do that, <laughs> particularly when it comes to, because we don't do financial advice. So mm. if someone goes out there and goes, oh, yeah, they'll do all your financial advice, blah, blah, blah. So Again, it's why we don't have, people often ask us, you know, why don't you have a, uh, a community Facebook group where yeah. users can ask each other, uh, answer each other's questions. And unfortunately, the reason we don't have that is because we can't have unqualified people talking to our users about their own financial situations, which is just, it's so dangerous, right? Because then you get in this cycle where people with incorrect information or people answering the wrong asking the wrong type of question, they get the wrong type of answer and then they'll just take it away and run with it. And so we'd much rather people talk to the professionals, come and talk to the Henry staff. We can see your financial information in front of you. We can give you the right information rather than relying on strangers on the internet. Yeah, I've been in some of those small business Facebook groups and seen some of the accounting advice floating around. I'm like, oh, holy shit, that's... Uh I'm like, i got to get myself out of here. I'm like, <laughs> they're confusing a company with a sole trader or all yep. sorts of different rules. Yep. Uh, someone asked, why can't rental property owners do their taxes through Henry? Uh, we do have people who have rental properties who use Henry who are self-employed and they are sole traders who happen to have a rental property. Um, but if you, have, if you are a salaried individual and you happen to have a rental property, not a lot unless you're you're someone who is operating at really high margins on your rental property there's kind of not much point using henry like our core thing is we're going to pay the tax on your income mm. and what we find is that for a lot of rental property owners the wash up of their expenses doesn't really come until the end of the year and so we ran a trial of it a few years ago and what we found was that actually the value of the service is in actually getting the payments out and being able to take that and uh, and ship it straight to the IRD. But for a lot of people, they're servicing mortgages with the rental payments. And so they don't want it to be taxed at source because they need to pay for the mortgage. Now, obviously, you know, different people have different perspectives and different ways of doing it, but the demand wasn't there. And actually, when we actually spoke to people who, who wanted it, once we ran through how it would operate, they said, well, actually, no, I don't want you taxing my rental property income because I need that to pay the mortgage on it. Yeah. So, and actually, we, we turn people away and say, you're probably better off going down the traditional accounting route for rental properties rather than trying to shoehorn it into Henry because it's, it's not a sort of property management sort no. of tax software. 
And it's just so boring as well, mate. So stay away from it. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Someone says, when will they open it up to companies? We touched on that before. When are y'all taking on partnerships instead of just sole traders? Oh, partnerships. Oh, man. I mean, it's it's a... It's an interesting one when you look at companies and sole traders and, uh, and partnerships and uh, you, you start to look at the landscape there. And the one thing that we do know is there's a big push from the authorities to make sure people are using the right structures for the right kind of business. And that means, you know, if you go onto the MB website, they have a fantastic called tool called the business selector where you can input a bunch of basic information about your business and it will tell you whether you need to be a company or a sole trader or or whatever and there's a big push to actually make sure people are using the correct structures and so we find a lot of people who have entered into a partnership potentially need to be a company and a lot of people who are a company need to be a sole trader so Mm. we're very much like hey you know what like the majority of people that are out there that need our help are sole traders and some of them are incorrectly operating as uh, as partnerships or as companies yes. and so rather than rather than try and push ourselves into those markets we're more about educating people to go do you know what you can come this way and actually you can get much lower costs and much more streamlined business if you stay a sole trader nice someone's asked how will the new debit card work for sole traders contractors in new zealand which we touched on and then talk us through how the idea was created and history of the startup we've got through a bit of that we'll do some of that in part two as well content creator plus a salary getting sponsored posts where the client is paying me direct the question i verified with them or clarified was basically like when do i know that i should be using something and I said, well, mate, that's a bit of an individual. Uh, you know, is that, are we talking yeah. under the table here? Yeah, or, yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I, you I have to say, IRD do not recommend doing cashies. No. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there. I think look, there's a certain, there's a certain threshold, right? Where you are, uh, you're moving from what is a hobby to actually your, your sort of a, you know, a revenue generating enterprise and whatever choice that you take at that point, whether you want to use something like Henry to do that, whether you're going to go down the more traditional road whether you take the, the the tax fraud road, that is your yeah. choice at the end of the day, but you've got to be comfortable with whatever you're doing, right? Like if you're entering into the more traditional road, you've got to go eyes wide open. This is what that's going to mean in terms of cost, in terms of the time input you're going to put into it. And we find a lot of people who are maybe doing, you know, a couple of grand a year because it's a really sort of small side hustle. They're just going, look, I can just run this off a spreadsheet. And we would we would recommend the same thing. Like we don't say to people, you know, everyone must use Henry. We're like, actually, if you are, uh, if you're earning over a certain amount and you've got a certain number of clients, this is absolutely perfect. But if you're doing, you know, the odd bit of work here and there, and it's a few hundred dollars, if you're a, you know, and a mate of mine actually signed up to Henry the other day and he said, I'm doing some, I'm doing some amateur DJing. It's like yeah. 400, 400 bucks a night. I'll probably do like six gigs a year. And I'm like, you don't need to be paying Henry for that. I mean, I will take 1% of your 400 bucks <laughs> to listen to you play, but yeah. you know, it's that thing of like, it's it's not designed for everyone. And it's mm. very much designed for those people who don't want to have to think about tax, who are earning money fairly regularly, whether alongside self, uh, salaried income or, uh, or full-time self-employed. Um, and it's for people who just want to get on with it. And, you know, yeah. there's always going to be people for whom it's it's not relevant. And that's that's totally cool. Because those people, that example, that 2400 bucks they might make in a financial year, they could put that into their tax return at the end of the financial year and say, hey, I have some self-employed income and it is 2400 bucks, And they might have a few expenses and they key those into and it spits out, hey, yeah. your tax is X, Y, Z. Yeah, totally. And because they've got salaried income as well, then, you know, depending on the size of that salaried, salaried income, it may not make a massive noticeable difference there. Their marginal tax rate and you know mm. it, it's you know you look at it comparatively and say 
you know, in the same way as that we look at people who use the sort of more traditional side of accounting software and we go, do you really need all that complexity? Someone in that situation, you might go, do you really need something like Henry? Like we don't turn people away, but I, to be honest, I think, I think he was more excited about getting a Henry card and being able to go and like flash yeah. it on PayWave and all this stuff, which I, I just love. Cause I'm like, I'm more than happy. If people want to use the service, we don't turn anyone away. Yeah. No business too small, you know, come do it. But also you got to think about whether or not you want to kind of engage with a, you know, a true professional accountant in order to get that done like Henry or whether or not you're actually just easier. Like you say, just plugging some numbers in at the end of the year. Please tell me you've got a bright purple um, debit card coming. Is it or like is it branded? Yeah, it's branded. Oh, I don't have my yes. phone on me. Okay. It's, uh, I, I, maybe I'll get it out for part two. But yeah, okay. it's got a. It, it's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. It's the yeah. the blurple as we call it, which is yeah. which is which is this. You've got it up here. This Henry blurple. But yeah, it's um looks great on the phone. Great for PayWave and yeah. uh, you know shout out to the guys at Visa because they uh they approved pretty quickly our design for it, which is great. They're awesome. they're awesome folks. Because I was thinking they will kind of create a little bit of community where other people will see other Henry users and be like, oh shit, you must be you know, yeah, doing yeah. something. Well, yeah. we, we've always, we, we've been looking at like fun ways where we can uh, recognize where a Henry customer pays a Henry customer. Oh yeah. So obviously when a Henry customer pays a Henry customer, it's instant. There's none mm. of the banking delays you get if you paid a different bank or whatever it was. So we're looking at like fun ways to acknowledge, you know, when you've got people who've got subcontractors, which happens quite a lot, particularly in uh, whether it's photography or the trades. And you've got folks that are Henry customers who receive invoices from Henry customers. And that's like, that's a very cool moment in that little ecosystem. And so there's yeah. some really cool stuff coming out for that. Oh, good stuff. There's the one thing that, and I hear this in my business and no doubt you hear this, why would I want to pay my tax in advance when I can earn some interest on it and, and wait till the final payment date? You know, how do you guys deal with that objection? Uh, well, the thing is, I was that objection when, yeah. I, when I was a contractor and look, I, I did it, you know, it's the big shuffle, you get money in, you put a third in an account, you, you know, you, you shuffle this money around and, and you see the interest come in and it's like 30 bucks or something. And you're like, Ooh, yeah, I'm winning. The, I'm winning. And then I remember doing the calculation of like, how long have I actually spent of my own time, you know, just making the bank transfers and moving things around and reconciling it when it comes in and all of that stuff. And I'm, and how often am I actually taking the money out? Because between, you know, ACC, GST, income tax, like you're fairly regularly paying out the money that you've kept aside. So it's not as if you're, you're in a situation where your interest income is going to be huge. Mm. But what we find is that a lot of people go, well, yes, I can make 60 bucks or whatever it is on some interest, but I'm paying three grand a year for a traditional accountant and software and all that kind of stuff. So when you look at the price point comparison, you go, okay, maybe I'm not getting the interest, but I'm saving in total 1500 bucks a year on my financial admin. Mm. So why wouldn't I, whilst I don't get that little endorphin thing of like, great, I just got, you know, 30 bucks for my interest. At the end of the year, I'm going, I just got all of my payments, my tax filings done, professional accountancy and all the software for less than 1500 bucks a year. I think part of it is, uh, level up in your own thinking when you mm. go through your own journey and i think for kiwis we're looking for the hot points the year points the the quick win the oh, yeah, yeah i showed them you know and i i know how this game works and yeah, you watch yeah. me and then you outgrow that and you kind of go fuck do i really care about 30 bucks type yeah you know, i had as an example with a client who does something similar mm. and then they missed a payment and I said, hey, you've missed a payment. You've now got a late payment penalty of 300 bucks. Mm. like, oh, shit. Mm. Um, how do we miss that? And I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, mm. We say to all our clients, set a calendar reminder. Yep. And they did. So 300 bucks gone, not tax deductible, nothing. That's no. 300 bucks. So if you put 
tax on top of that to then make it so if say they made three hundred and ninety dollars and then spend ninety bucks on tax, they've mm. got three hundred bucks of profit, that's that's out the door. So effectively it's like yeah. a four hundred dollar expense to them. Gone. Yeah, totally. And you kind of think all of the playing the game and beating the system and showing the big guys. Yeah, yeah. Eventually they they still win because you can't beat technology. Like you because totally. your brain will always make a mistake at some stage. Yeah. Or if anything, and the other thing is, you know, we often find this uh, when we talk to people about who come across to Henry and they're just like, this is this is game changing. You know, all it takes is getting sick for a week and missing that payment because you don't really notice it or whatever. Yeah. And especially, I mean, everyone's getting COVID again this, mm. this, uh, this side of Christmas. But it, it's really interesting because that's all it takes. And then you're into late payment charges and you've got to go like, what's it worth? You know, yeah. over the course of a year, what are you going to make in interest? What are you going to pay for going down the traditional road, you know, traditional accountant plus accounting software plus paying for Stripe or PayPal or whatever you're paying for your merchant payments. Once you ball all that stuff up and you go, this is how much I'm paying. This is how much I'm going to make in interest. And you go, right, that's that's the net is, is where I end up. And then you compare it to what else is there. And what we're finding is people are going, I just don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, I've got, you know, I've got other things I want to do with my life, shuffling money around to get $30. You know, we had a we had a customer once who she was religiously raising home office expenses. And this is like, you know, white collar contractor down in Wellington. And she used, I think it was like probably like 10% of her home as an office. And she would raise her toilet paper expenses oh, every wow. week. And yes, it is claimable. You can claim as part of your home office. But we would say to it, do you know how much you are actually getting in the sort of tax relief, the, the reduction yeah. in, in tax from claiming this? It's a $10 pack of toilet roll that you're claiming a tenth of. Yeah. So you're basically claiming $1 worth of expenses. You earn, I don't know, 100 grand a year. Do you know what the, the tax offset on that is? Like you're literally talking about like 20 to 30 cents. And how much are you? How much time are you spending? Yeah. Even just collecting the receipt and putting it out on the table and taking a photo of it and all this stuff. And we had to explain to her, it's like it's great that you're being diligent on that. And some people do love to do that. There's like a real, they just love that that kind yeah. of idea of getting every penny. But for a lot of people, they're going, I just can't. This admin is just it's a headache and it's a constant nagging voice at the back of your head. Have you claimed that thing? Have you made that payment? Mm. And so many people are going. It's just not worth it. I just want to get back to earning and enjoy, you know, whatever the way that I've chosen to earn money, whether that's a side hustle or a full-time endeavor, that's what I want to do. I want to work on my business, not in my business. Yeah, I've gone through an interesting journey over my six years of speaking with business owners where, you know, early days they would ask, oh, how do I pay less tax? And I'd sort of like, hey, well, let's make sure you're claiming everything. Yeah. And I kind of like got to this frustrated point where one day I said, dude, like you pay fuck all tax because you don't make that much. Why don't we focus <laughs> on how you can make more money? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, let's focus on getting into the top 1% earners of the country. Then let's have a real look at like saving on tax. Yeah, you're going yeah. to really hate it. And yeah. they're yeah. like, oh, oh. I'm like, why are you spending so much time focusing down here on this mm. when you could be focusing on going and actually being a, a high taxpayer in the country? Like, yeah. let's figure that out. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and how do you get people to the point where, you know, and, and I would much rather as a, as a, you know, I'm not a classically trained accountant, I would call it. I mean, I've now become an expert in sole trader tax, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I always look at it and go, I would much rather talk to people about how to grow your business. Like, how do you grow your wealth? How do you grow your client base? How do you look at leveraging social media to your benefit to engage with clients? How do you look at ways of, you know, streamlining and making your business more efficient? How do you take all of these 
little life hacks, these little business hacks, and make it so that you can go and earn more. And that's the whole ethos with Henry is like, we don't want to talk to you about tax because that is dull. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah. Tax is dull. What we want to talk about is how do you game the LinkedIn algorithm so that you can go and get more clients? And I love being able to tell people about how to do that because it's like, that's a real value add. Like I would much rather do that every day of the week than say, let me explain how marginal tax rates work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like a marginal what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, mate, to finish up, what's the response been like? from battlers like myself in the accounting industry. What's the response from accountants been like? You know what? Uh, there are just some awesome folks out there and people who are progressive and who are really excited about what this means for the industry. And, you know, uh, a lot of folks that, that we talk to in the accounting industry are like, this is what's been coming for many, many years. And this is great. And we see this as being really good for the industry. And then on the other hand, we get some folks who are less welcoming and, you know, and it's funny, I, I tell these stories to people and people can't quite believe, given the sort of uh, Cannes and Zika code of ethics that this stuff happens. But like to finish on a couple of stories, like number one, number one, I think it was a couple of years ago, we had, uh, and it didn't show much smarts here, but we had a, an accountant up north uh, wrote us a fake Google review, uh, yeah. slamming our service and saying how disappointed they were or whatever. And we, we literally just Google for the dude's name and it's like, we know you're the, this accountant, uh, you know, whatever yeah. it is up, up north. And he just kept insisting, no, 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 this, mm. you know, I'm a, I'm a sole trader. Like they used to come in and do, they used to mystery shopper us on our, on our chat, on our website. And they would say, hello, I'm an Uber driver. Can I claim for my uniform? Yeah. And you're like, you have no idea what Uber drivers talk, <laughs> talk about. They certainly don't talk about uniform. And, you know, the other one we got is I did a, an interview on Radio New Zealand a couple of years ago now. And, uh, and a disgruntled accountant emailed in afterwards to complain that they'd given me airtime on the radio. And they said, how dare you give James Fuller from Henry airtime? I've had personal experience of him stealing my clients. And the radio station sent me this email and they said, what do you want us to do about this? And I was like, look, I didn't go into their house overnight yeah. and forcibly remove the client. Like the, the client left to go to a better service that they thought was better for them and more suited. Like yeah. the only way you can stay ahead in the industry is to innovate faster than your competitors. And that's all we've done is we just brought a level of innovation to the industry. And the majority of the people we speak to and like the folks at Cannes are like, this is great. And the guys yeah. at IRD are like, this is brilliant. This is like amazing tax compliance. But there's always a pocket of people who are going to be the traditionalists are going to go, you know, you can't do this. You're not allowed to do this. This yeah. is our world, et cetera, et cetera. And to them, it's just a case of going, well, look, you know, I'm not sure what you want us to do. It's, you know, do you want us to close down the business and, and not pay 1% of New Zealand's tax revenue and leave all of these sole traders in a position where you don't want them? Yeah. And they go, well, no, I mean, you know, we like innovation, but just we like it when the accounting software companies do it, not when you do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. Don't worry, mate. I've uh, had one of those negative Google reviews as well and worked out the same thing. I was like, oh, you own an accounting practice. <laughs> uh, so, and then I was speaking to another accounting firm and they had the same thing. They're like, D by any chance, have you bumped into, come across this person? I was like, let me guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, oh, it might be the same person. We'll compare notes afterwards. Maybe yeah, it's the yeah, same we'll guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, that's been a fascinating, very quick deep dive into some of what Henry does. Does, um, and a little bit on the journey we're going to go deeper on a part two I'm looking forward to that I guess the cool thing as a takeaway for most people out there if you are looking to create some form of side hustle income there is an amazing New Zealand built resource that people can use to ensure that that area which you probably have no interest in and no knowledge of can be covered off for you and done very very 
cheaply in this day and age. So congrats on what you've not been able cheaply, to do. Not just cheaply, but done well. That's yes. the thing. It's not cheap. It's uh, it's high quality. And that's yeah. the thing that's that's the, the, the big win for everyone, right? Is It's like not having people priced out of good accountancy. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap compared to uh, some of the fees that, true. that I see. So yeah, it's been cool to watch the journey. It's crazy to think that it's only 2017 that you got going. Yeah. And I'm sure there's much more to come. So congrats and good luck. Thanks. Thanks.